Most of you, you don't know where to go to. Why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on a horse. <laughs> I'm not in the Reds. You went Chris, there. I went Young like Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it together eventually. Horses, <laughs> horses don't drink British coffee. Horses. British coffee. I mean, the British definitely don't have any coffee. There's no flavor in Britain. No. Nope. But there's a I lot mean, of even the tea didn't come from there. They believe me, it. this tea includes milk and uh, a teaspoon of sugar, and they would probably kill me for that. No, they love sugar. Look at their teeth. No, the sugar's fine. It's the milk that's the problem. Oh, right, right, right. We're recording, by the way. That's fine. That's a good idea. I, I have British friends. I feel, I feel like... Butter. Ins- Ooh, I do like that. I like that. Ins- oh, hang on. Insulting the British is a you good like way that. to start the show. It's going to get even better. Dig this. Oh, uh, look at that. New York this City. Guy. New York City Ghostbusters. You know? They make that in a Rumi 2X, because that's about the only way this badass is fit in something like that. I don't know, man. I got it for Christmas, not this past year, but the year before. So 2021, Sarah got it for me from uh, Amazon, maybe? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like the military. It's got the military. Oh, yeah. I hadn't noticed that. I saw the the shoulder patch and then obviously the chest patch. Very nice. Yes. So you can put on your your, uh, sleeve ribbons as an official member of the Ghostbusters Army. Mm -hmm. He can uh, put it on the Ritz. Yeah. Well, this is where fashion sits. Tonight's episode of Horse Time, by the way, is brought to you by Taco, both the singer and the food. <laughs> One of them has more money than the other. We'll let you decide which. One of them doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. You figure it out. If, if memory serves. Okay, yes, Taco is still alive. Okay, I He is. Yeah, no, he's alive and doing well, from yeah. what I understand. Taco. Which, by the way, a, an interesting origin for... And this is totally just stomping on what the show could be, because what the fuck else are we going to talk about? There ain't no show. It's what we make Taco, of it, so please. Taco is, a, yeah. is Indonesian Dutch. Right. Which is a wild combination, and well, then started his Cody, career that doesn't in Germany. answer the question. Is he Chinese or is he Japanese? <laughs> he's Taco from Takosha. oh god there's a we're recording so i can't disclose emily's uh emily knows her daytime job is very public but she had students who were having that kind of discussion that the you can't call the indian ocean the indian ocean because that's an offensive phrase oh my god yeah which took a little yeah Lindsay, that's how it goes it took a little bit of discussion based on that so you you talking about you talking about the native american ocean american ocean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, that, that's where that conversation went for a minute. Apparently, I also I appreciate the fact that Taco is his actual name. Yeah, his actual name is it's Taco Ocurse or Ocurse O C E R S E. Yeah, Ocurse. Yeah. yeah, Taco is just that's a yeah. child. A child in Indonesia was named Taco, which is sure. <laughs> God, <laughs> God, were very impressed by the food. God help me, I loved it. They took one trip to America, had some tacos, and were like, "Oh, we're naming our kid this." It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> but, America. Where do you get tacos other than America, France? Yes. <laughs> you want a French taco? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, according to his biography on his website. Uh, his childhood years were spent moving around the world, including the Netherlands, the United States. So at least, you know, after the fact, they could blame it on the food. Singapore, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Germany. I, world traveling ass. I like that this show is dedicated entirely to tacos so far because, <laughs> you know, Hunter, this reminds me of when we got on that fucking Jonathan Frakes kick. And it was just every show, every Everything. show was dedicated well, yeah. to Jonathan Frakes. You, to be fair, you've gone through a couple of different obsessions this week between Bob Holly. Oh, how do you like right? him? How well. do you like me now? <laughs> and then Taco, Taco came out of nowhere. Now I need Taco Holly. For a second there, it was the green Della Bean came back in. Uh, I'm so that didn't have to. He never that left. No, he never left. He definitely got reinvigorated, or reinvigorated though. Well, reinvigorated. He, you know, he's, uh, he is, what is it, reigniting the the, to- the uh, green Della Bean community. He's, he's reinvigorating it. Lindsay, yeah. do you know, before we get back on Taco, do you know where uh, green Della Bean is from? He's from Cum, Ireland. That's true. Okay. 
That is that, true. That is, that is an honest statement. Uh, All right, I'm gonna Google <laughs> "Come Ireland" real quick, and I'm gonna regret I re- it. I really hope you have Safe Search on. I do not. There you go. I expect nothing different. <laughs> I'm looking to see if there's any sketches. That Shannon just doesn't jump out believe in Safe Search. Although uh, there really is a "Come Ireland," so good on them. I bet it's not pronounced "Come." But I hope it is. <laughs> How sure they hope it isn't, but you know. QVC auditions. We definitely did the QVC auditions once, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, QVC. Yeah. Okay. I want, was Taco ever on SNL? Now I need to know. Surely not. No, I was about to say, I feel like this is something we would have known well before now. Right, because, you know, <laughs> I, I would figure that, you know, I, I don't know. When was no, putting I, on the wrist? I can tell you because searching Taco SNL gives me Taco Town, Taco yeah. Math, and Del Taco Shoot. Oh, so unfortunately, is... no singer, but those three great sketches. You we don't should... want to kill yourself. You just want a taco. We should definitely do Taco yeah, Math. That's one of Lindsay's favorites. Sound like you're which hard. One? What the hell? No, I need this to not start. Wait, which one? Taco Math with uh, Jessica Chastain and uh, Heidi Gardner. But if the chicken taco is the blue car, <laughs> and the red the car taco is... is the red square. Well, you know, interestingly, that only needs four people, and I just happen to have it right here. What? <laughs> what? We're not live streaming this there show, by the way. So Kaz isn't here, so I didn't feel the need to live yeah. stream. Uh, Kaz is on a plane right now, heading this way, though. So he Zoom won't horse. be. The f- horse fly. <laughs> sound ominous at all. <laughs> He's on his way here to get us. To finally right, sh- shut us the ass. fuck up. I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> That's right. So, so tell me, is Bob Holly or is Taco Holly putting on the hardcore? Is he putting on the heavyweight? <laughs> like, what's what's the, the what's the dissertation here? He's putting on the I weight. Think actually, it's how do you put me on now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can hear. I, I can hear How Lindsay. Do you me now? Lindsay's not by her mic, but I can hear her giggling upstairs. So, no. So, so putting on the Ritz by Taco came out in 1982. Who? Yeah. Who was the cast of SNL in '82? Uh, Joe Piscopo. Well, no. Uh, no, what Murray they? was still there. Well, right, but Piscopo was with Murray. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. They were the only two that came yeah, or he, stuck he around he after was the gone. episode. But yeah. it would have been, it would have been, oh, yeah, Murray, Piscopo, Ackroyd. No, no Ackroyd left in 79. No. So listen to this. I got it pulled up here. here yeah, here's I love your, it. I was trying yeah. to do it now. Eddie Murphy? Was Eddie Murphy there? Is this 81, 82, or 82, 83? 82, 83. It was Joe Piscopo, okay. uh, Eddie yep. Murphy, mm-hmm. Julia Louise Dreyfus. I was not aware of that one. Oh, at, I, at she time did it for one season. I forgot uh, about on that. for one yep. season. Yep. Uh, I didn't know when. It did not go yeah. well. <laughs> Gary Kroger. Uh, Tim, I don't know who that is. I don't know that one either. Uh, Tim Kazarinski, who you may remember as Sweet Chuck from uh, yeah. Police Academy. I was about to say. Yeah. There's only oh, one okay, thing you okay. probably know him from. Brad Hall, Mary Gross, and Robin yep. Duke. I know three of those people. Four of those people. Yeah. I know half the cast. They, they, You know what? Looking at that cast, other than Piscopo and Murphy, they probably couldn't afford Taco. <clears throat> Well, that's, I mean, when when Murphy came in, like, that was his season, and that might be his first season, he absolutely fucking took over. Oh, like, yeah. that was the whole reason the show was well, saved. Eddie Murphy well, saved they, SNL. They got rid of the, well, yeah, I mean, the entire bit. cast other than him and Piscopo, didn't they? Yeah. Well, wasn't that yeah. the bit that the, the cast was on fire when uh, Lorne came back, and he only brought yeah. Murray and Piscopo with him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's yep. take a look. Uh... I'm on Eddie Murphy's bio trying to see what year he joined SNL, and of course it doesn't fucking say what year. While you're doing yeah, that, I don't want to you. Go ahead. Well, I want to mention these are the musical artists for 1982. By the way, Rod, <laughs> I was curious. Rod Stewart, uh, the oh, King, okay. the Kinks, Miles Davis, okay. Fear, yeah. Rick James. Oh. Wait, wait, wait! If Fear was there, that means Belushi was there. Fear only ever performed when Belushi was there. So maybe that was oh. the season before. In the okay. This, this was is, Belushi alive in 82? Well, okay. To be fair, this is 81 going into 82. So this is okay, the first half is. of the season. So yeah. this is season seven. Fear, okay. yeah. Infamously, Fear was on the show one time. He Belushi was a huge fan of him. They showed up. They caused a fucking riot. Yeah. And they were, they're were they on that list of like, you guys are never welcome back in this building. Right. 
Shannon, you mind me grabbing because I've got the thing here for fear. Uh, Quote, in the cold opening, Donald Plaisance tries to open the show with the lie from New York Saturday Night phrase in a different type of spelling, the only line used for the seventh seat or whatever. Until Eddie Murphy shows up to suggest he do a vomit for luck. As Eddie Murphy leaves the bathroom, John Belushi appears from the other stall, stares into the camera, and says nothing. And that is the episode Fear played on in 1981-82. (laughs) (laughs) What the actual fuck? All right. Belushi was whacked out of his mind at that point, though. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. was. Well, Belushi he was, was gone in March of 82, and that episode was Halloween night 81. So he was gone five yeah. months later. Belushi was yep. in one of the most, like, unfunny but strangely captivating skits. You probably know which one I'm talking about. The one in the future where he's talking about how everyone else had died. And yeah. he, that yeah. is such yeah. a weird skit, uh-huh. man. It reminds me a lot of that. Um, was it Phil Hartman and Gilda Radner who did the who who was the they did the dance that like really it, it was yes, not meant um, to be funny at all. It wasn't like, Radner. It was was it Jan Hooks? Who was that? I think it was Jan Hooks. You're right because I'm like Radner was gone by then. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Jan Hooks. Um, yeah, love is a dream. There it is. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like them dancing. It's this very just like kind of mm-hmm. so, not somber, like I don't know, dreamlike. Like right. it doesn't seem real, right. and then it just is over. And you, you just crusty the clown. What the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> just didn't they? <laughs> did they play that when he died on the episode? Like yes. afterward. Yep. Okay. Yes, they did. Yep. Uh, to continue that, by the way, Rick James. Yeah, sorry to have stepped on that. I just, I, just, I, I, I just I need to point out Rick James performed Give It to Me Baby and Super Freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, a hell of, of a double bill for an episode in terms of songs. I mean, seriously, it don't get much bigger than that. Oh. Uh, although the next episode was the Go Go's with our lips are sealed and we got the beat. That's also too hot. Not Rick James level hot, but still pretty hot. Right. You're underselling that episode because it's the Go Go's playing those two songs and then Billy Joel playing Miami 2017, seeing the lights go out on Brooklyn, and she's got away from a Manhattan recording studio. And, so you got a four song episode with fucking hmm. Billy Joel and the Go Go's in 81. And Bernadette Peters performing a song <laughs> filled with masturbation innuendo called Making Love Alone. I mean, the jerk did come out what a year prior, so please, yeah. Please don't say the jerk when talking about this. You know, I'm sorry, I was very distasteful, and I make no apologies for what I said. The but jerk is very distasteful. Oh, whoa, don't you speak ill, the jerk? No, just oh, never mind. Anyway, uh, meat <laughs> meatloaf, uh, the spinners, the almond brothers, Jennifer Holiday, Lindsey Buckingham. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I'm sorry. We ran out of time. <laughs> Lindsay, come sorry, on. Lindsay Buckingham. You're my best friend, Lindsay. Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> and he's just sitting there and you see eventually he grins. <laughs> one, of, uh, one of my favorite musicians that no one else has heard of, Luther Vandross. Um, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, definitely that's never a, heard of Luther that's Vandross. A, that's yeah. a deep cut right there. I assume, by the way, the Spinners did Rubber Band Man. Was that still like big for uh, them at that point? In uh, time? Then came You, I'll Be Around, and Working My Way Back to You. Wow. Yeah. The only song I know off the top of my head from the Spinner right. is Rubber Band Man. That's I like that one. It's like Rubber Band Man. Wow, that's the Taliban. Yeah, that's nope. the one. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> that's Spinner it. song. That's not it. <laughs> okay, so. Got it in one, Shannon. Get it from jail. So, by the way, um, the March 20, 1982 show, hosted by Robert Urich, uh, Brian Doyle Murray gives tribute to John Belushi, who died two weeks before the show aired. So, there's your time frame for there for people listening. Uh, Ricky yeah, Lee Jones. A month off. Mink DeVille, John Cougar Mellencamp, Elton John, Charlie Daniels Band, Sparks, and Olivia Newton-John. So you could have put Taco in there somewhere. Come on. You could have bounced, I don't know, Fear, and put Taco on there instead. I was going to say, Lord wishes he had. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say Mink DeVille, but apparently it was an early punk rock band in New York, so maybe not. Like... Yeah, Lauren, Lauren, I am positive, is very, uh, very much wishing that he had never agreed to let fear on there. But Belushi yeah, was right. like the big thing on SNL. I mean, yeah. he was one of yeah. the first big breakout stars of the show. It was funny. As I was going to say earlier, I know I mentioned to Shannon. Cody, did I tell you about the book I was reading, that Wild and Crazy Guys? Um, that's all about the like 80s comedies and shit. No. Hey, it's like right behind me. Hold on. While he's grabbing that, in the similar vein, uh, Shannon, you'll appreciate that one of the books I'm reading right now, and Hunter, I think you'll be the same in part, is uh, Those Guys Have All the Fun, which is the history of ESPN written by James Andrew Miller, who also wrote the line nice. from New York SNL history, yeah. which I want to read. So I guess I've been trying to figure out Nick's last name here. Dissemlian is what it looks like. Wild oh, yeah. crazy guys. Anyway, 
it was on sale at, at Barnes and Noble when they were doing their like big hardcover sale, and I, I bought it a couple of times. I got it for ten bucks, which is a great fucking yeah, deal. Good damn Christmas um, sale. It was super interesting, and basically everybody who's on the cover gets gets some focus. Um, everybody thinks Chevy was like the first big SNL star. Chevy was barely a star after he left SNL. Yeah, like of all the movies that he did, the only thing that really was any kind of smash hit were the Vacation movies, and even then, it was mostly just the main one and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. European Vacation didn't do as well as everyone expected. Vegas Vacation would years later, but that was when he had that weird little up and down. He did that, and then a few years later, he did Community and and all that kind of shit. But you also um, remember, and I forget this a lot. Christmas Vacation didn't come out until fucking eighty nine, yeah, so he had been off the show for a decade almost yes. at this point. And he had like he had some good movies. They just didn't do well. Funny Farm is a good movie. It just didn't do all that well. Fletch. He maintains this his favorite movie apparently. Fletch in particular was a big one. Three Amigos, uh, three amigos. Um, yeah, which is Three Amigos That's, is my Three Amigos one is my, my favorite, favorite in that era. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then. Yeah. And the thing about that is nobody ever calls it a Chevy movie because it's not. It's, it's a Steve Martin movie and Martin Short. It's it's Martin Short. Short. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Stephen Short. <laughs> 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 well, that went up in the nostrils. I watched it. Didn't even mean to, but got him. <laughs> well, we lost you. You stop drinking. That's what'll do it. Oh my god, that fucking hurt. Uh huh. Oh, I bet. yep, yep. That's it. <coughs> oh, That's the reason I don't drink vodka anymore. Talk, mm-hmm. talk amongst yourselves. Oh. <laughs> um, there's I, an awful lot. Of I'll be right back. Burpee. Yeah, I'm very sorry. I did not mean to, to catch you that way. But you're right in the sense of Chevy. I mean, you look at the movies that literally came out. And while a lot of them are good, I mean, he did Caddyshack the year after he left the but show. Again, that was in 1980. Chevy movie. He doesn't right. really and, that, and that's the thing. Run. None of it is him by himself. Yeah. Nothing stand out of that. No. I mean, hell, you would even give the the Lampoon movies credit to Harold Ramis for the first one and then John Hughes for the for Christmas. Yeah, even if they're not in it, they did so much of the right. Oh, they directed and wrote it. Yeah, head. Hughes wrote. Yeah, they did so much of the writing and European. Yeah, and so that's the thing. Is like a lot of what he did was carried by. And it's not to fully discount him, but it was carried by people who were doing other things and making it what it was. I don't know, man. I think it's fair to discount it. Not fully, but I definitely think it's fair to discount Chevy to some degree because, again, he got so much credit early on. Mm. Uh, You know, he left SNL. It was this big deal. Oh, I'm going to be, you know, a big fucking star. And I, I, I mean, the way it was presented in the book, and I tend to agree with this. Uh, I think he was super jealous of Belushi because Belushi was not meant to be a star. That's yeah. not how that was supposed yeah. to work. He's supposed to be a Oscar player. Then, yeah, and then, and then, you know, all these just, like, hit after hit after hit. Animal House, Blues Brothers, I mean, those two alone are mm-hmm. enough. That, and, and you really do think of those as Belushi movies versus, again, Chevy's movies were kind of like... Fletch and Chevy Vacation. Chase is in there. Mm-hmm. Right, he's in there. But yeah. he's not the... Even, you know, if he's the star, it doesn't do all that well, like Fletch. And if he's not the star, then it does well, but you don't think of him first when you think of the movie. So. Oh my god! I didn't. I, I forget about this. Like I know, having read histories of it, he left in the middle of the second season. Like he didn't oh, yeah. even spend that long on yeah. SNL. I, I forget about that at times. Is that it, he really he wasn't there? He's doing it too. Well, do you remember? Oh, yeah, Bill Murray. <laughs> I mean, he made he made enemies during hosting. Sherry O'Terry, all the female writers. Wild and Crazy Guy starts with them saying, "No one saw the punch coming, least of all Chevy Chase." Mm-hmm. And then the whole first uh, like prologue is devoted to yep. that fight. Between Murray and Chase backstage. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do you remember when Chevy Chase got his own show? That did well. That comes up in here too. Do you know how long how long that ran? Because I was curious. I was 40, not. It was like I'd, forty yeah. episodes, wasn't it, or something like that? Not even five weeks. It was on the air for five twenty-five weeks episodes. Wow, and that was it. Yeah, he was nightly for five weeks. Right. And that's as far as they made it. Um, it was terrible. I mean, it was just, he yeah, was I, awful. Dude, I've never ever seen anything from it. I watched it when I was younger, especially that episode of like 93, right? 92, 93. Yep. Um, yeah. When in that area, era, especially I loved watching late night TV. So I watched yeah. Chevy Chase's show back then and it was bad. I remember even as a kid, I was like the same funny and I left at car wrecks. You know how I found out that that was a thing. Cause I, I mean, in 93, I was eight. So I was definitely already like dipping my toes into watching Letterman and Conan whenever I could like stay up late in the summer and that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I never, I never saw a Chevy show. You know, how I found out it was a thing, a fucking family by guy bit years later. And I, you know, <laughs> somebody will have to remind me, but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It's something to the effect of Brian and Sue where you're like dimension hopping, kind of like Homer does with the toaster yeah. and the, the treehouse of horror. 
and they think that they're safe and they turn on the TV and someone goes, uh, they're announcing like all the, the stars that are going to be on the tonight show, you know, Robert De Niro or whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah, he's good. You know, and musical guests, the Foo Fighters. And they're like, Oh yeah, I love them. They're great. And then they go, and now here's Chevy. And so he's like, Brian, we messed up. We messed up real bad. <laughs> we gotta go. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. wait a minute, what? One of the least it. personable people in Hollywood. How the fuck did anyone? I know it was the Fox Network. They were trying a lot yeah. of shit. Who thought? Yeah. Yes, Letterman, Dude. Late Carson, Arsenio Hall, yes, Chevy fucking Chase, Chevy Chase, who has been famously in in like arguments and fights with every person he's ever yeah. worked with. How, when was the Arsenio Hall era? Because that was my first. I just looked it up. Eighty nine to ninety four. Okay, so yeah. Arsenio and Chevy were both on the same network at the same time for at least one year? I think was? Chevy was his lead-in. I think Chevy well, was no. on earlier. I'm looking up because I, I was curious. Uh, Arsenio was syndication, apparently. Like, people could pick it up. So I'm looking Arsenio. At he, would, he, did, he did a late show. He oh. did the initial late show on Fox when Joan Rivers was cut. But okay. apparently then he would do that something else. Sense. Yeah, so probably any time that I was seeing Arsenio, which was also very rare, I, I would be willing to bet that WGN picked it up around here out of Chicago and we were seeing it on that. Yeah. What would have been I guess it was I'm trying to look and see what network it was on because and nothing is, is listed. It was cool. just distributed by CBS television distribution. See, I remember yeah. watching it on W or KBSI, which uh Fox twenty three. Which was right. Fox. Yeah. Our Fox yeah. Right. By the way, so ladies, maybe our Fox affiliate didn't pick up Chevy. Maybe they just didn't run that. This is fucking hilarious. Well, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where I watched Chevy on because I did watch it at the time, but I can't remember. I mean, my God, that was 50 years ago. Uh, by the yeah, way, right. for those of you tuning in, my name is Shannon Young. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm sort. Yeah. I'm sort of the host uh, here with me, of course, is Double H. Uh, hey, uh, it's Cody Sandusky. Megan, Megan the robot. How do you horse me now? <laughs> and Lindsay Wolfkong. Ah. Uh. Who is the only one here that probably doesn't follow the history of Saturday Night Live as deeply as we do, and she's better for it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, but I find it interesting when you guys talk about it. I'll tell you what I what I talked about today. Just a, a quick side yeah, it's, tangent, it's a tangent before we jump back on SNL, because I, I also like talking about SNL. I was talking to a coworker today. She did not know uh, who Elizabeth Bathory was. And I had to, really? I, yeah. And and when I explained it to her, she thought I was kidding. She thought I was making it up. I'm like, no, this is a real person that actually existed. Then I told her about Vlad the Impaler, and I'm like, she's yeah. her fucking mind's getting blown, you know? Man, I uh, speaking of, of of books to relate to that because I was talking about Wild and Crazy Guys a minute ago, um, which I've added my reading <laughs> list. Last, thank you for that. Yes, the last time that I need to find some similar shit too because I want a very big like nonfiction kick. Um, the last time that I picked up some hardcover stuff at Half Price in St. Louis, I found uh, Aaron Mankey's you know podcast lore. He does some some books as well, uh, like the world of lore, and they're like different you know stories focused on kind of specific things. So uh, somebody had just happened to to trade in a copy of one called like like monstrous creatures or something, and I was like, ah, oh, this looks cool. Like I'll I'll pick this up and give it a shot. I like the way that he he reads. Surely though his writing will be good too, and it is. I'm reading it. And the very first story in this one, uh, as I pop it open the other night after I finished Wild and Crazy Guys, is about Mercy Brown. And I was like, oh, shit, he did a, a podcast. Matter of fact, the first podcast he did was about Mercy Brown, you know, the first American vampire and all that. Yep. And I get maybe two paragraphs in and I go, ah, son of a bitch. It's just transcripts, man. It's just transcripts. Oh, I'm reading oh. it and I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar and like it's cool you know to have it on the shelf in case something ever happens to the show now i've got yeah. you know hard copies of it but i'm reading it and he mentions vlad dracul and his son and draculea and how that becomes dracula yeah. the son of the dragon and all that shit right and i was just like i know this word for word in fact i flipped to the end of it and sure enough it ends with the you know it was the reveal of like oh the guy who was interested in the story it was bram stoker and he went on to write dracula i'm like yeah okay so then That's i go back good. and look at the chapter headings and sure enough they're the names of the podcast the very first one's called they made a time I get that uh, in, in that vein actually another book I, I bought and read recently was John Green's The Anthropocene Reviewed which is it's some expanded portions but a lot of it is from the podcast he did for uh, oh I'm blanking on the uh, big in New York City NPR affiliate but anyway yeah a lot uh -huh. of it is, it's a similar thing no that's the storytelling uh, organization yeah 
but but a lot uh, of it is the same man he had a couple that are exclusive to the book but that's like i've listened to the podcast in reference to the text of the book and a lot of it is because right. he wrote the script for the show with you know his crew that's what it is right it's just hardcover versions of it you can go and read right. on your own if you want i yeah. re- recently uh, i read go dog go which is a <laughs> is that part of the fun with dick and jane series it's a I it's a wonderful story about a dog that didn't think he could go but he did <laughs> Yeah. By the way, the very difficult. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic I've ever heard. Everyone right, here is so not done. No, what a surprise! I award you no points. God have mercy on your. I uh, I got a nice little surprise today. Sarah uh, told me she had ordered something for my birthday, so I got a couple little uh, of things. I don't say little things. That makes it sound bad. I got a couple of really yeah. nice things. Um, I've got the the Cards Against Humanity box is on the way, which I'm really excited. Oh, hey, about. there you go, yeah. Forge box, yeah. Um, but beyond that, she got me this like little magnetic like pen thing, so I can play with that at work, which is fun. Um, and the the apple, I told you guys the apple juice story, so I'm not gonna get into that one. Uh, but last night I had told her about the story with the book, and I was like, this is super fucking disappointing because I'm on a big like nonfiction kick right now, and. Uh, she said something about having ordered something else. And I was like, well, I wouldn't be upset if it was a book. And she goes, well, it is. And I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got the Amazon alert by mistake on my phone. So I saw it was coming, but we got it when we got back home tonight. Uh, Shannon, I don't know if you know, but Peter Ackroyd, Dan's brother mm-hmm. wrote a story. Cause you know, their family is famously very heavily involved in, in right. uh, the paranormal ghosts mm-hmm. and mediums. And yeah, it's stuff. not just a movie he, for him. No. Yes. Yeah, that, so, so Peter wrote a book called uh, "The History of Ghosts, Medium, Seance, Etc." Uh, and Dan wrote a foreword for it. And sure enough, that's what was on our on our front porch when we got home. So that's on my nightstand now, and I'm gonna start it tonight. And hopefully, nice. that'll be very well. I appreciate again. My reading list is uh, ever expanding. Here. I like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm never mad about it right now, Cody. I'm just going to send you my Goodreads profile, and then you can just do what you will from there. <laughs> That's it, admittedly the one thing uh, my friends give me a lot of shit for because I try to like be that guy that doesn't get fully in the weeds, integrated into like Amazon or everything. I don't have a Goodreads account. But I have a fucking reading list on Amazon of like, oh, that's good. I'll add it to my shopping list. And then I just check it out from the library later. <laughs> so I'm the asshole that said, I'm the hipster that says I'm different, but doing the same thing. I, <laughs> Worse. I, uh, I, I don't I read a lot. Books last year, so. Reading is weird for me because I, I love I love knowledge and I love like like a sponge. I like soaking it in. But I don't read a lot. And I find that reading, I don't know, man, maybe I've got ADHD or something. Because reading, I can read for a little bit and then I'm antsy. And uh, I need I need so, video. <laughs> so what I what I've done for that, if it if it helps you, because um, I you know famously I uh, was not well, I say famously in the sense that uh, you guys know what I do, um, right? And, famously, and we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I also, I mean, admittedly, was not a huge like reader for many many years. I like to read, and occasionally I would find something I was super interested in. But I, I did not make it a point to read regularly. Now, for the better part of a couple of years, I read. I would say at least fifteen minutes a day. Like even if it's just fifteen minutes, um, I do it before I go to bed, and that really it, it cuts a couple of different ways. It helps me in a couple of different ways. Number one, I feel like I've gotten something accomplished, even if I just read like a chapter of something or a few pages of something that interests me. Number two, it does like slow me down and kind of force me to focus on one thing. I'm out of my phone. I'm off of, you know, the TV. So I don't have a screen that blue lights not bothering me. Um, and so it kind of it, it like helps me sleep too, which sounds bad. Like, Oh, I'll read. So I'll get tired. No, I mean, I, I read just so I can like focus Wind on down. one thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, I, I mean, if you, if you really want to try doing that, and that's not just for you, but obviously anybody who's listening, if you want to try to, like, honestly, I think help improve your sleep and and feel like you got something accomplished and kind of get into the, the habit and mentality of reading, find something that interests you, first of all. Don't be afraid to give up on a book. I've given up on many. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Usually I just put it back on the shelf and I go, I'll try you again in a couple of months. We'll see what happens. Um and, and try to do it just like literally until you get sleepy enough to fall asleep. Dude, and, I and le- legitimately, I know we make the joke. We've made the joke a couple of times about, uh, you know, as for, as for Shannon Young, that ticking time bomb of insanity. Um, <laughs> that scene from the X-Files, from the best X-Files episode of all time, uh, Jose Chung's from Outer Space, with, with Mulder sitting on the, the bed watching the, the uh, Zapruder film. Zapruder right? film. Yeah. Is no, 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 no! It's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot. What is the name? Who of that? did the Bigfoot film? 
Look that up. I need to know. Oh, um, yeah, this is the Patterson Gimlin film. Yes, there it is. Yeah. So one film. You know, we joke about that, and I, I like to. I like that people compare me to Fox Mulder for obvious reasons. But that legitimately is me. You catch me at night, every single night. I'm laying in bed watching ghost videos or UFO videos. I'm watching stuff about the unexplained, and I fall asleep to you it. Could, you could read books about those things, and it would do the same purpose, hopefully. And probably. I although you know, especially when it comes to stuff like that, I think there is something about seeing evidence versus reading about. But I, I love both, for the record. I love both. I love yeah. reading about people's experiences, but I also love seeing... Because, you know, most of the evidence evidence that you see uh, on TV or even on YouTube, I mean, most of it's bullshit. A lot of it's, you know, it's it's created. But there, there's some stuff that makes you question it. But I also do love reading that as well. Um, and one, I didn't one realize does, until you reposted... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, one does shudder to think of how I find any enjoyment in life. <laughs> until you posted that the other day i went and looked for the the first one because we always skip over the part that he says about scully and i didn't realize how accurate it was to me so now every time you bring it up the the you know as for shenny young that ticking tie bomb of insanity his quest in the unknown is so warped his psyche one shudders to think how he receives any pleasures from life sure. i didn't realize how much i liked the other one for myself mm. seeking the truth about aliens means a perfunctory nine to five job for some for although Hunter Hendricks is noble of spirit and pure of heart, he remains nevertheless a federal employee. You are the scully. Like, <laughs> you are the scully to my molder. <laughs> I'm over here as Raynard Sprainard Sex Imperial. Sex Imperial. So I say this. I the say, one year anniversary was a few days ago. Oh, that, that oh man, that Star Wars campaign was truly magical. I really loved it. Oh my god, it um, really was. So I anticipate I, running that again in the near future with a with a completely uh, unrelated group to this. And again, you guys know why. Uh, um, I'm very curious to see how different that turns out. Oh uh, my god, I can only imagine. I hope you get some <laughs> classic characters like a Harani Tar and a uh, a Jedi who passes <laughs> oh, away, think, but then his brother who looks exactly he looks exactly like him and even has the same name you know oh yeah you better believe i I am phil yeah i i I fully expect to hear reports from harani and graz and oh yeah sigurd was it sigurd or kate which one died Kate Kate died. Died. oh Oh, yeah they're both dead yeah (laughs) okay yeah fair yeah um yeah i am really trying to decide when it comes time to do that if i want to run that same campaign or if i want to try to because that that would be the third time then that i've run that campaign although the first time wasn't to completion um or if i want to try to finally homebrew some of my own stuff and pick up where basically you guys left off without ever telling them that and then again i can just tell you like eh, continue the story yeah they will have no idea so uh i I, I, i say this not to make fun of her i truly mean this Lindsay. um but I, but I am curious because Lindsay reads more than anyone I know. She and she reads a lot of like uh, manga and I comics. Read comics. That that's nothing wrong with that. I'm not making. That's why I said I'm not being funny. But like you've been reading them every night for years. How many? Yeah. How many different mangas would you say you have read? I can't even tell you because even currently I'm reading about thirty different ones. How? Oh. Damn. How do you keep up with that? My God, you have the brain. Because I, I have two books going on right now. It's not going and I well. have ones that update specific days of the week. Like uh, when we're done coming. here, I'm going to go read my new episode of Lore Olympus on webcomics. That's not manga. That's hey, not manga. Not like I don't no, read comics. No, it's not. Like, but it's yeah. fabulous, right. and I love Hunter. it. And if anyone has any interest in Greek mythology and wants to have a different take on the tale hey, of Hunter. Hades and Persephone, <laughs> Lore Olympus is amazing. <laughs> She does enjoy it quite a bit. And Hunter, I was going to ask you, what oh, what is in that book there? I see a Ghostbusters comic you've got. That's the collection of IDW. So this is, yeah, IDW did a Ghostbusters run for several years uh, with Eric Burnham doing the pencils and then Dan Shaning uh, did did all the, the writing. Dan Shaning, by the way, an absolute fucking master when it comes to writing for the Ghostbusters. He mm-hmm. did an incredible job of really capturing, like, you can hear the, the original actors' yep. voices in it. Um, so there are... I think there's three. Yeah, there's three like whole hardcover collections of IDWs run. There's Total Containment. Um, one of them's Mass Hysteria, I think. Hang on. Well, we don't want Mass Hysteria. Yeah, so it's Total Containment, Mass Hysteria, and Interdimensional Cross Rip. They also wrote the the crossover, the Ghostbusters Ninja Turtles one, which I've got down there too. Um, these bad boys are a little pricey nowadays. I've had them for mm-hmm. several years since they came out. Now they, I think they run about 60 bucks a pop. They're not. I've been looking for them in the um, secondhand market. Boy, it's hard. And they pricey. Are this, 
And basically, when it comes to comic books, this is all I have anymore. I have some other things at my workplace that I put on my bookshelf there. Um, I I had a whole bunch of stuff here, but I just I knew I wasn't going to read it here, so I wanted to make it available to other people. So I've got some collected Captain America, Iron Man, Spider Man stuff. But at this point, it's Calvin and Hobbes and these. That's it. (laughs) I have I have quite a collection of comics myself in there. Uh, A lot of a lot of Batman, surprisingly, considering how much I kind of don't like Batman. Uh, but I do love Batman stories. I think he has some of the I'll best. Say, there's comics. some great ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. as a whole, I, I get having beef with him, but there's some collected runs that are fantastic. Oh, of yeah. the things that I'm to my my yep. workplace library are Haunted Night, Dark Victory, The yep. Long Halloween. Yep, got all three and of those. Hush was the Hush. other. Oh, uh, Hush, Hush is a good one. Court of Owls. Court of Owls. Oh my God! Yeah, because we had a Court of Owls, Death of the Family, and what the next one was with the Joker in that run. My buddy had it at work. Maybe the city of yeah, there's one of those. Is one of I don't have the Court of Owls one, which is a little ironic considering when I started in wrestling, I wore Court of Owls uh-huh. mask. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I do, I do have a bunch added to that. I got I know I've got the Killing Joke. I've got um, oh, well, there's another Joker one that was really good. And I can't remember the name of it. Where you see family? No, no, it's the Death one. The family. It's, it's the one where you. It, the story isn't even about the Joker. It's about like a low level thug in the Joker's gang when Joker gets out of jail. And how he deals with it. It's it's actually a really good comic. I can't remember the name of it or much about it. I also have uh, Kingdom Come, uh, all the classics, a ton of X Men comics, like all collected. Maximum Carnage, which was always one of my absolute favorite series. Uh, the Age of Apocalypse series, which I absolutely loved back then. Um, uh, I got. How the- dare you not have the Clone Saga? That entire chaotic I- mess. <laughs> I, I, I have one. I don't know if I still have it anymore, but it was a. I got it from a book fair years ago. I probably don't have it, but it was a collection of X Men comics from like the sixties or seventies. It was pretty old, and uh, I remember Arcade was in it. It was the first time I saw Arcade. If you remember oh, him, wow. yeah, it was it was a pretty. But it was back when Cyclops still had the swim cap, which I fucking hate. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I will never like that. Um, I got the Coheed and Cambria the entire series of the comics for that. Yeah. Um, I got the Jubilee series. I'm pretty sure I got the Emma Frost series because I'm a big Jubilee fan. Obviously, I don't know. I got a lot of comics here and there. Uh, a lot of Angel comics. <laughs> uh, no, mine is. Uh, <laughs> I have. I have a uh, one of the. It, it's the different four publications or the four parts of it. But I've got one of the Coheed collections. I want to say it's uh, Burning Star Volume One mm. because No World for Tomorrow has still never come out because he's going to work on that eventually. Uh, I have, again, much like Batman, while I hate a lot of what Superman does in the comics or like how they write him, I have Superman for All Seasons and All-Star Superman, and those are two of my favorites of any comic thing ever, because All-Star is just fantastic. I have All-Star, yeah. But I thought you had American Alien, too. No, because I was looking for American Alien, and I actually plan on checking oh, it out from the library soon. I mean, the best, I, I, the best uh, one is... Red Sun is the other one I want to have, because Red Sun yeah. is phenomenal kingdom come if you don't if you, if you haven't read kingdom yeah. come it's it's like i think yeah, it's the, a must read right it's a must read i have all-star superman and i start i know we're all over the place here what really strikes me about all-star superman is how like well received it was as compared to all-star batman which i remember reading the first issue of that and like this is it's fucking so stupid hank miller shat the bed <laughs> i'm the goddamn <laughs> batman <laughs> Frank Miller is very much a, I mean, it is hit or miss, and it all too often is more miss, miss. than hit. Yeah. Yeah. But Brother did sense. When he's on, so. he's on. But boy, you got to wade through a lot of shit to get to a sandwich. Like, oh, it's, it's almost bad. like 98 WWF. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Or when it's, not, it's the best you've ever seen. Uh, boy, you better be ready to watch a lot of shitty Raw. I hope you like Bob Holly. How do you like me now? <laughs> Thurman Sparky play. So Dalton sent me a text today. He said uh, it was just a. I guess he got no mercy finally. I'm assuming, and it was just a picture of Bob Holly coming out on his TV, and he was like, "Son of a bitch!" And then he put, he just beat the shit out of me, and I'm like, "Well, how do you like him now?" That's you what know? Bob Holly does. That's the only question. Have a copy of no mercy does not care. Was he looking that hard for a copy of No Mercy? I have it here. I would have sold it to him. Oh yeah, he was. He's been begging me. He's like, dude, can you get one in at the store? I'm like, maybe, man. It's not as easy as it used to be to get these things in. No, right. I feel like I mean, an antique dealer. I don't know if he's one of the ones that'll erase his save data or not, but I'll fucking sell it oh, to him. Oh my god, yeah. I'll never forget the first time I was playing No Mercy, and I I went to go play my creative character, and he came out completely naked as a default, and I went, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Fuck <clears throat> you. That was the real villain in that game. <laughs> yep. That 1.0 run. Everyone had to get refunded and send a new one in. Yep. What's funny is, you know, you think with the new uh, advances in games, it's every time you get a bug or a glitch, it's like, well, at least now they can patch it out. But most of the time, they don't even goddamn do that, Call of Duty. They don't do that. Yeah. You got to re- <laughs> reload the entire game to use your battle pass token. Oh, Jesus Christ. Three months in. The game's been... <sighs> Three months in, mm. and it's been happening since the day they launched the season pass. Oh my god, they don't care about us. They're, they're like the president. They don't care about I had a, I already had a woman. T- I can't tell you where I work or what I or who it was, but I had one a, of the mysterious daytime jobs. Yeah, I had a woman come in <laughs> and she was telling me a story about giving out mistaken change, and she t- she. <laughs> She's telling us, she's this old woman, old white woman. And she tells me, she's like, you know, I, I gave the change back. And the woman said, uh, I gave you a hundred. And I said, no, you didn't. You know, you gave me, and she stops. And she, and she was dark. <laughs> I was like, what? <clears throat> and then just like waited for a response from you. Waited for me to nod. You to go, oh, okay. oh yeah, she I was dark. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get why you say these things now. Okay. So you did nothing wrong because you're white. Got you. Right. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's their fault oh. for being the wrong color. All right. Uh, I think I'm done oh. here. Uh. <laughs> we had such a good well, podcast going. A, this has been a stimulating and informative hour. You should start this with like some really like upper crust, you know, little string quartet type music. Like. Okay. So not putting on the Ritz by Taco. <laughs> Got it. No, that's how it ends. It ends with putting on the ring. The full, <laughs> the full song. And if fucking Spotify says anything yeah. to me, I'll tell to suck a lemon. <laughs> hey, Hunter, before we get out of here, uh, yeah. when, SNL, does SNL come back tonight? It does. Aubrey Plaza and Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. What do you, all right. I'm going to watch it in the morning. I just, I, I asked this in all seriousness, not because I'm trying to pad this show out. How do you think it'll go with Aubrey Plaza? Because I like Aubrey Plaza a lot. But she kind of has that single dead-eyed look. I don't know. Do you think she's oh, funny? Here, here's here's the one thing that I I will say because I I don't know. I SNL nowadays is very weird. Like Charles Barkley host, he's not funny at all, and it's one of the best. It's episodes. fucking hilarious. And yeah. and then you get legitimately funny people on the show, and you're like, what the hell was that? That was awful. Yeah. Um. Here, here's what I think you can bank on. Uh, it is not a mistake that she is hosting. Obviously for like projects and stuff that she's doing, but also because they've been on a break since Wednesday came out. And if you think they're not doing a fucking Wednesday sketch with Aubrey Plaza starring in it, you're out of your mind. Oh my god, I hadn't um, thought about that. She was the best yeah, that's Daria. Absolutely happened. So Tussauds, oh yeah, the live action Daria. That yeah. was that well she was she was Jane though, wasn't she? Or was no, she, she was Daria. Daria. She was Daria. Yeah, no Who no. Who was Jane? I don't remember. I'll have to go watch it again. It was college humor, yeah. I think, right? Or no, funny or die. Yeah, it was college. I said funny or die. It was yeah, funny or die. Right. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited um, for that. We'll see. How also, that goes. we saw Megan today. I was totally going to talk about that. There's oh, not really yeah, a lot to say, say other than like it, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. Sarah oh, and I both right. liked it. Um, Let me it's ask. It's not great. It's not like over the top. Oh my god, this was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Well, I was, was going to ask fun. you: Is it is it good? Is it fun in the way that like it's ridiculous and stupid, but we had a good time, or it's actually yeah. a, a well written movie and was fun? Uh it splits the difference. Like when it gets ridiculous, it's fortunately in such a way that you don't think too hard about it. Like you're you're not going to stop and go, well, that doesn't make sense. Like you're just into it. Like oh yeah, this is fucking great. Um, and and when it does stop and think about what it's doing, you're kind of like, oh, that's horrifying. That's very scary. Like they, they legitimately it's it's never scary in the sense of like like I'm going to jump out of my seat or anything. And there's only a couple of times where like stuff happens in such a jumpy way. It's PG-13 too, so they can only get away with so much. Mm. Um but it is sort of it's it's unsettling. I mean, they leaned into the uncanny valley uh but but verbally as well. So not only does she look a little too realistic, but obviously something's off, but there are times when, you know, not to spoil anything, but but a character will say something to the char- to to Megan and she's like, "Why?" And you're like, "Oh, oh no." You shouldn't be asking that. That's not okay. That's not how like it it's works. Very, it's very much the conversations we've had about AI, you know, on, right. on uh, I want to believe and just in yeah. general around here. Like there are times that, that it, that the way it responds, you go, Oh, that's a little too real. Yeah. And I don't care for that at all. Um, the ending I think is going to be polarizing. 
I didn't hate it, but I feel like the ending is where it kind of just reached a point of like, eh, okay, I can see you didn't know what else to do here. Um, I mean, part two is already in the works. Right, they left it open for a sequel, and you can see exactly how it's going to go. So, um, I thought Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen did a good job. (laughs) Who? As as, uh, Emily Olsen, what's her name? You mean Allison Williams? No, the girl that played Megan. She's a child oh. actress named Amy yeah, Donald. Yeah, no. she's not like well known at all. I know. Are you going for one of the Olsen twins? Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen is their like older sister. She's the good one. She's the good actress. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> that that girl looks so like the first time I saw it. Uh, I think someone you made a. Well, it just gotcha. looked like one, and someone made the That's meme fair. of this is what happens when you take Scarlet Witch and turn it into Vision. Is you get is <laughs> you get Megan. I, I will say I honestly thought Allison Williams was the weakest part of the whole thing. They kind of built her up as like the big star because she's the biggest name person in the cast, yeah. uh, arguably. Um, it did not feel like she got a lot of direction. There are a lot of times that she makes some really interesting acting choices. She's I get that she's meant to play without again giving away without giving away too much. She's meant to be as a character this kind of like um, disconnected, like doesn't really get humans very well she's she's a programmer she's so the the stereotype gets in of like she doesn't get people but she understands tech yeah um but like sometimes she's very emotive it's weird knowing that because if i correct me if i'm wrong she was also in get out right she was the main female character in get out was great in that and i remember like the turn of she's horrified to suddenly being like you know i can't do that right like she was such a good little twist with her in this movie, I felt like there was not a lot of direction given to her. Like she, she kind of just spends a lot of time dead eyeing it, and and that was an odd choice. To me. So my problem with this film, the little kid, by the way, was great though. She was very good. The the girl who plays like the main female character, yeah. uh, the the main the the child actress, she was very good. I Violet McGraw, I think is her name. Yes, it, it's a combination of Jason Bloom and James Wan who. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, two of the biggest overrated hacks in horror. Of uh, I, I will, I will never forget the night we all watched *Malignant* and thought, "Oh, this looks kind of cool." And me and Lindsay, Jesse, and Shelby, and we all were like, "Crusty the Clown, what the hell was that?" That was one of the most ridiculous, stupid things I'd ever seen. Um, I have seen a lot of in in the wake. I looked at this on the way home. By the way, I, in the wake of this, I've seen a lot of people say *Malignant* was their like big misstep. It looked like it was going to be great, and then it was basically awful. This is almost the polar opposite. Everybody saw the trailer for *Megan* and went, "Well, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've right. ever seen. Yeah. This is going to be terrible." And it turned out pretty good. So it might just be lowered expectations. But I mean, I again, I enjoyed it. I was not upset that we spent money to go see it. The crazy part about that, though, so *Malignant* and *Megan* and also the upcoming sequel Megan 2 and The Nun 2 because The Nun was a great one to begin with uh, they were all written by the yeah. same person uh, Akila Cooper and mm-hmm. Akila Cooper is actually from Haytime, Missouri which is pretty interesting really? yeah she's and a, she graduated from Truman yeah wow mm-hmm. wow huh. oh, did not know that yeah. so local girl done good type thing even though Malignant was terrible it, Malignant was really bad I can't stress to you how much I dislike Malignant yep it was I the never first watched great, it. but also fuck this movie. Like, no, it's it, good. It was the part where Cody, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> um, if, if you guys have any interest, can I spoil a slight spoiler real quick? Yeah, I don't give a shit. All right, I if you, you did actually when it came out, I'm pretty sure. Warning for Malignant for those listening. To yeah, podcast, if you've never seen three, Malignant, two, one. Go so you've never seen Malignant, turn it off here. Yeah. yeah, and if you haven't seen Malignant, don't watch it. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's the little face goes on, uh, out the back of her head because it, the story is is that uh they goddamn that's a late join but no, uh, shit. Tanner Calvert here with us and Tanner <laughs> we're talking about well Tanner, shit he, muted, uh, he ain't responded I don't know if Tanner seen malignant I don't want to say anything unless, Tanner are you there all right oh there he is park twice if you're in Milwaukee I am here. Tanner. You joined in your fucking car no 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 his house just has really good air conditioning Tanner yeah ha- have you seen malignant no. Are you going to watch it? No. Okay, then. The basic story of Malignant is that this woman had a, uh, a like a parasitic twin on the back of her head and back of her body, and they 
in the beginning, oh, you do. yes, and it it has, of course, it has uh, psychic powers, and it's evil. Yes. So in the beginning, they remove the body, and then they basically just push the face into her head and cover it up, and it stays dormant. Well, then her abusive boyfriend, when she's an adult, like beats her and pushes her against the wall, and she smacks her head on it, which wakes up the other version. And the other version literally like sticks its little head out of the little you know a hole that the guy put in there, and when it happens, yeah, it just goes hello. Um, her her long hair is in its face, so it looks like a guy with long hair covering his face. Uh, she starts walking backwards, and then she knows fucking not just black belt, but like rainbow belt karate. I kid you not. Rainbowy belt. Yeah. There is a, there's a total bullshit. There's a part in the movie where this fucking thing attacks a police station and does flips off walls, starts cutting people up, and I'm going, "What the fuck is this? This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. This is awful." Yeah, okay. So again, and I don't think it's much of a spoiler because you've seen it in the trailer. Um, but the the <laughs> the Megan version of that, um, <laughs> you remember in the in the trailer. This is the one thing that I remember thinking like. Okay, uh, <laughs> you remember in the trailer, like the dance, the dance that everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, she does the cartwheel and the kick," and you're thinking like, "There's definitely going to be an explanation for that." Like, you're going to get to see the bill. Nope, nope. <laughs> she just dances. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, like it, it builds up to a kill, and and it definitely happens like at the height of the things like insanity. Um, but there's no there's no like real logical explanation for here's why she does a weird little dance and then grabs a paper cutter and goes after a guy like it just kind of happens. It's uh, um, uh, that's the piece. It's very entertaining. Yeah, you know? it's very entertaining, and I didn't hate it. But I remember thinking after the movie, like, oh, I definitely assumed in the build up to that we were going to find out why that happened. Nope, they gave that shit away in the trailer, one hundred percent the way it happens in the movie. <laughs> that's good filmmaking, is what that is. All right. That's where we're going to end it for the night. With uh, <laughs> what, a, what a low point to end it on after such a great discussion. <laughs> Megan dancing is where we're going to end right. it. All right, uh, man. We'll be back next week. Oh, actually, hold on. before we get out of here, Hunter, uh, can you read off the names of the okay. of the legendary chat so that way we can entertain? People love this bit. They love to hear the names we've come up with. Um, so yes. Thank you. Yeah, I had to. Sorry, I had to reopen because I closed it because I'm getting ready to close my computer. So currently, Fer- uh, uh, Asa Gray is the Ferris Wheel of Anger. Um, <laughs> Cody Sandusky remains Dick Blayton, aka Nightwing. Um, yep. Nightwing. Some my reason, favorite of recent months. It's fine. For some reason, my name is Roy Taylor. It's very bland. Uh, Bob is still Mangly. Just Mangly. 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 Uh, Jess Gimble is the Blood Ninja. <laughs> Cat. Kaz, uh, who is a Zoom horse tonight, is uh, named Cattle Pass. Um, <laughs> Shannon's name is Friday Me Drake. Uh, <laughs> what? Is, I don't know. Stevens is Green Della Bean. Hell yeah. Come Tanner, Ireland. Tanner is definitely Monster Fingers. And uh, Zach Kurgis is Bub Rub Whistle Fan. So, <laughs> whoa, whoa. It goes whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's the Bub Rub of time. You know what I'm saying? Alright, uh, we'll be back next week with all new episodes. Potentially a new I Want to Believe next week. There's some big information that came out. The government has released its most Ooh. extensive UFO report or UAP report. Not on not on Monday for me. <laughs> well, they don't know when Sorry. we record it, Hunter. They don't right. know. They don't know. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll definitely be back with... Are, are we doing uh, plays next week, Cody? As far as I know. All right. So, say, I'm so definite plays, definite PW. Uh, we'll have some after dark, some horse time. PW next week. on my birthday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shit. Do you, are we doing a PW then? Okay. Yeah, I'll be around. All right. We'll talk about Bob Holly for your birthday. I know that's what you want. And we'll do How it. Do you like me now? We'll do it all next week. So for myself, for Hunter, for Cody, for Lindsay, and for Tanner, briefly, this has been a uh, Bob Horse production. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Cody, take us out. How do you like horses now? <laughs>